To stay in shape, you have to hit the pavement. You have to put in some hard work and sweat along the way. Many of the same principles apply when it comes to money. Let's whip that portfolio into shape. It's time for Financially Fit with Kyle Hammersmith. Hey everybody, welcome into the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to Financially Fit with Kyle Hammersmith and myself as we talk investing, finance, and retirement with Kyle. And today on the show, we're going to be getting into some unreasonable requests, but you know, certainly none of our podcast listeners would ever be guilty of making unreasonable requests, but we're going to have some fun with these. But these are some pretty standard things that people will say, and hopefully we can find a more uh, appropriate way or more a reasonable way to kind of to try to look at some of these items with Kyle. And we got some good stuff to talk about as well. Kyle's got a new book coming out or is out, I guess, right, Kyle? How you doing? What's going on? Good. Pretty good. Yeah. New book called Retire Ready. Four lessons to save your retirement plan and worked on it for about six months and I finally got all the copies in. So nice. Excited to get that in some people's hand. You know, I'm a big big believer in education first before you make any decisions and start planning. So right. You know, that's kind of the reason why I ended up uh, writing this book. Very so. cool. Retire Ready, Four Lessons to Save Your Retirement. Then go check it out and uh, find out more information or get a copy over at the website, right? MokanWealth.com, M-O-K-A-N Wealth.com. Correct. Nice. So stop by the website, mocanwealth.com. While you're there, if you're not already working with Kyle, you can also click on the Start My Retirement Plan, and that'll, that'll get you kind of rolling as well. So some cool things going on with the website and with Kyle. So check out the book, check out the website, and then let's talk about unreasonable requests, Kyle. You know, some of these, I think you could say some of these could feel reasonable, but when you really stop and think about it for a second, they probably aren't. So we're in this environment where we've got this bull run for basically 12 years. It's had some dips, but it's basically a 12-year run. And so it's sort of plausible for people to say, hey, I want big returns, but with little to no risk, maybe that adds in that unreasonable part of that. What do you think? Yeah, I would say that's 100% unreasonable to to think like historical returns of what happened in the past and what investments or stocks, bonds, or mutual funds are going to have that repeated success. You know, there's charts that go out for the last, you know, 20 years saying how the asset, the best performing asset class, you know, it never repeats the following year. So, you know, wanting bigger returns is not necessarily a bad thing, but you have to understand that the risk that's involved, you know, we could just be looking at something that's kind of talked about more is which, you know, cryptocurrency, <laughs> right? you know, you know, very rewarding, but also at the same time, it can put you on your niche pretty quick and you have to have realistic expectations when it comes to investing with your own retirement funds, you know, what are you trying to accomplish? Is it a, tw- you know, is it a 12 month boat race mm-hmm. or is it like a, a you know, a long-term plan of trying to have the highest long-term return is different than just shooting for, you know, short-term big returns, because that's not necessarily how it's going to work over time is, you know, a higher average return could equate to a, a lower long-term dollar growth versus something that has more consistent returns. Yeah. So, you know, I, I would say I typically see that within someone who's doesn't really understand how their savings apply to their plan. They don't really know why okay. they own what they own. Yeah. So they think they have to keep chasing returns to feel more comfortable with what they have. Yeah. And I would agree with that a lot of times too. And then also just the 
the way our brain works with this market being on this run for so long, people just, we kind of get lulled to sleep, right? We're like, well, I, you know, why shouldn't, why am I not getting bigger returns? And a lot of times the question comes back, well, I'll talk to different advisors and people will say something like, you know, the market did whatever it did for last year over the year. And I didn't get all of that, right? I, I got less than that. Why is that? Maybe my advisor isn't doing a good job. And it's like, no, most of the time it's because of your risk profile where you have, you don't want to be exposed to risk, or at least that's what you told them, you know, and then you're turning around saying, well, I want to make more, but I don't want to take those risks. So you got to balance those two, right? You, I mean, we all know reward, just like working out, right? Just being fine by being uh, physically fit, right? Risk and reward. Yeah. I would say that the most valuable item in all this discussion is time. Yeah. You know, how much, you know, what was our time horizon here? If we're chasing growth and knee growth, which is great, you know, there's certain ways you need to be invested, but you know, how much time do we have to get there? How much time do we have to recover if there is a 30% pullback if you want that growth? I was actually reading, talking about bull bull markets. Mm-hmm. You know, there was this article that came out, I don't know if it was recently. It was like rich millennials don't want to hire an advisor. You know, they'd rather use their Robin Hood stuff and right. cryptocurrencies and the, the which is, you know. I can see, you know, 30, 40 years, it could be something like that because, you know, this, the industry is going to have to change. Mm-hmm. But you also have to keep in mind, like when they started investing within the last five years, like what's been going on in the markets, you know, it's sure. pretty easy to say, yeah. hey, in a bull market, I can do this on my own or right. oh, yeah. Yeah. And check my, but the problem is those millennials haven't experienced multiple bear markets where their portfolios are going down exactly. 50, 50%. Yeah. Where, you know, you got baby boomers are like, you know, the first thing they talk about is like, hey, I don't want that 02 and 08. That, that sticks in your mind more than like, hey, I know everything goes up, but eventually it comes back down and then mm-hmm. yeah. stuff starts happening. So it's interesting to see like what's out there, but you got to keep in mind like what's been going on the last 10 years and how realistic is that? And you That's know, a great do, point. do you, do you want to check your accounts every single day and monitor stuff? And, you know, some people do want that, but there's, you know, half of the retirees are like, I want someone to do this for me and I trust them and there's a philosophy and I understand my risk. And risk is really, you know, when you talk about returns, it's more of the standard deviation. Like what's the fluctuations around my return that I can expect? And once you understand that, then you'll, then you can kind of gain a better idea. No, that's a great point. I mean, there's advisors out there that have only been in the industry. I mean, it sounds great to say I've been in the industry for 10 years and I've got a lot of under my belt, but You've never even experienced a prolonged downturn in those 10 years. So, yeah, lots of little things to think about when it comes to that. Uh, All right, let's move on to another unreasonable request, Kyle. Can you reduce your fees for me? You know, many advisors have management fees on a sliding scale, and it's understandable. Again, we're always trying to get the best deal we can as humans. You know, we're bargain shopping and this, that, and the other. But at what point are you sacrificing, you know, maybe value or quality for reduced fees. Like, you know, I mean, it's not like you're going to go to the strip mall to get, you know, your heart surgery done. You're going to go to a proper heart surgeon, right? You, you, you can only cut corners so much. Correct. I don't know if we've talked about this in the past, but nobody in the industry is running a charity. And at <laughs> no. the end of the day, cheaper doesn't mean better. More expensive doesn't mean better. You know, I would say more times than not, if someone goes cheap on a home improvement project or something like that, they end up regretting, you know, I've even done this on my first home purchase. You know, I was putting a outdoor pergola and some stuff together and I ended up going with like the cheapest bid. And then in about a year and a half, I regretted that because it was starting to fall apart. Right. So at the end of the day, what are you paying for? What are you getting in return? What's the value of that? So when I'm sitting down with somebody, you know, 
if I ask you, what are you paying now? And most people have no idea, or I'm paying X percent. But the, you know, the fee wasn't really a big deal over the last 30 years, but now it's like at the top of their list. They want to know what they're paying, but and before it never mattered. So it really comes down to if you're going to pay something for a service, what's the value they can provide you day one? And the fee discussion, I do think, you know, as time goes by, like fees overall for investing will start keep going down. One of the cheapest ways to invest, you know, to save money on your fees is I try to show them how to take the uh, the baked into the cake fees away from their investing, like those expense ratios, those turnover ratios, those commissionable investments they have, because those could be slowing them down, right? Like, you know, there's low cost index funds. If you own individual stocks, there's no cost to owning those, but everything has pros and cons. You know, what what's the value I can show you day one, I guess, is with a true plan, and tax planning and income planning and social security planning and investment planning on average you know we could show people how to save hundreds of thousands of dollars in a variety of areas and that's kind of the value of where we charge as a fee only business yeah. not just giving yeah. you we don't just give you a pie chart and say hey pay us a percent and we'll <laughs> we'll beat we'll beat the markets over the next 20 years because yeah. at the end of the day you're always going to be comparing if you did it yourself versus you know paying somebody else I like that. Here's your pie chart. See ya. Yeah. No, not so much. So it's getting good value for the fees that you're paying. This one's a classic. How do I get out of paying those taxes on the money in my IRA or 401k, Kyle? I mean, technically, there is one way I can think of, and we'll see if we know talk about that a little bit, the legal way, right? The illegal way is, yeah, I guess you could just avoid it. But other than that, there's really no way around it. Yeah, this is the the big thing right now. There's all this tax talking going on, you know, about you know taxes going up and so and so is in office and what what do you think is going to happen here? And I always start off when I teach my educational classes through uh, Retirement Academy. Is I always ask people like, raise your hand if you think ordinary income taxes as they exist today will go up. And then like everybody raises their hand, and some people will raise both hands. <laughs> and like as you look at the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act today not including what's proposed right now, it's guaranteed to go away January 1st, 2026. So we know tax rates are going up at some point. So what are we doing about it, right? So there's no way to like legally avoid taxes. Like when I'm sitting down with somebody for the first time and they're like, hey, I pay more, ta- I'm always paying in taxes or I'm always mad about my tax bill. I go, you shouldn't be too upset when you're working your salary job and you're looking at your tax return and you're paying more taxes because that means you're making more money. Right. Right. The only way you could reduce your tax bill is doing what your tax filer probably tells you or somebody has told you in the past is just, you know, saving your 401ks, max out your 401ks. So, but that's what most people are doing. So you're paying less taxes, but that doesn't mean long-term that's the best play to lower your long-term tax bill. So what's most popular since the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act has come into place is something called Roth conversions. And I probably talk about it on every podcast about tax planning. That basically means you're paying the tax now. I would say most people think taxes are on sale because we agreed they have to go up. So that means maybe funding Roth 401ks, paying the tax now, doing bigger tax movements of Roth conversions. So you're paying it now instead of later and avoiding if those taxes go up. But what I try to teach people on is unless you have like a trust fund sitting somewhere and most of your money is saved in these tax deferred accounts, those Roth conversions, yes, you might be paying tax at a higher rate now than maybe when you retire potentially, but it's going to save you tax dollars on your social security, 
and everything like that. So kind of think about it when markets go up and down, if they're going down and you have all your money in your 401ks, to get that income you need, you're going to have to sell more shares if your portfolio is down. Yeah. Well, we put, we did the Roth conversion. So maybe there's a bucket of money over here that has already been taxed where we can tap into if the portfolio is down. So we don't have to liquidate as big of a piece to get the same amount of income. So it just provides you, yeah, you're paying less taxes, um, but you're also having to you know, pull out less, like a less withdrawal rate when markets do go down. Yeah. And the only other thing I was thinking of, Kyle, that, that is a legal way, if you're super charitable, I guess you could give it all away, right? Your 401k or your, your RMDs, basically, you could do a QCD, a Qualified Charitable Distribution, and, uh, and not pay any taxes that way. Because if you're giving it to a charitable organization, that's the only other thing I could think of. And, and that's, some people may want to do some of that, but I doubt you want to give all of it out, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's definitely an option, but like a very small percentage of people right, right. have saved what they need. They don't need it and they're okay with taking the deduction and exactly. you know, giving it away as a charity. Yes. Yep. But you could, you know, but if you are charitably minded, you could do some, right? And it's another way to be maybe more. Yeah. It's a good efficient. way to offset some taxable events or yep, exactly. RMDs that can maybe bump you up in taxes. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, one more, Kyle. You kind of mentioned this. You were talking in the first one about, you know, people just turn to an advisor and say, well, just, just do it for me. And, you know, people loathe the idea sometimes of planning for retirement, especially if it's not their thing and math frustrates them or whatever. And so, and we think to ourselves, well, it is reasonable to say, hey, do this for me because I'm paying you, right? But it's not reasonable in the fact that if you've got to be involved, you can't just turn over all your statements to Kyle and say, here, give me a customized plan. I'll see you when you're done. That's the unreasonable part. You have to go back and forth, have some say, know what you want. What are you willing to give up? You have to be willing to invest some time. You know, like my process is there's a there's a lot of time in, invested on both sides. You know, you don't get that customized retirement plan for free. You have to participate. You have to understand that, you know, the value of the plan. So yeah, definitely need to be investing some time because, you know, we're gonna spend more time looking at our next vacation or what barbecue grill. But ideally you've saved this money for 30 years. Like you need to invest some time into this plan and then understand that you got to keep investing time, even though if we're working together, you have to understand that stuff happens and stuff changes. And so you have to take into account all those items just to make sure you customize your plan. So yeah, I'm going to do it for you, but I want to you know build it together with you. So you understand that it's like custom to you and you have, you know, trust in the process over the next 30 years of your, you're prepared for when stuff does happen. Yeah, I mean, you're going to do all the heavy lifting, uh, but they still have to be involved. And you should want to be involved because a lot of times, folks, that's the fun part, right? That's when you're sitting there talking through your hopes and dreams and the things that you would like to accomplish in retirement. And, you know, so you just, it's all about the frame, uh, the mindset, the way you frame it in your head uh, when it comes to these requests. And so, you know, on the one hand, they're unreasonable, but if you just with a little tweaking, you could make them a bit more of a reasonable request. So if you got some questions and need some help, reach out to Kyle, go check out the website, mocanwealth.com. That's mocanwealth.com. You can check out the uh, book as well, the new book coming out, or is it, is it already out or is it coming out? It's out. I have it right here. Oh, he's got it right near his hand. So if you want to get yourself a copy, reach out to Kyle. It's called Retire Ready, Four Lessons to Save Your Retirement. Again, Retire Ready, Four Lessons to Save Your Retirement. You can find all the information at the website, mocanwealth.com. You can also click on the Start My Retirement Plan right there from the website as well. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, all that good kind of stuff. And that's going to do it for us this week. We'll be back with another one right before Thanksgiving. So Kyle, have yourself a great week. I'll talk to you soon. 
Yep, thanks. Take care. Appreciate your time as always here, folks, on Financially Fit with Kyle Hammerschmidt, investment advisor, representative, and president at Mocan Wealth Management. Investment advisory services offered through Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., RWA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Mocan Wealth Management and RWA are not affiliated. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or to predict future performance. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. This information is designed to provide general information on the subjects covered. It is not, however, intended to provide specific legal or tax advice and cannot be used to avoid tax penalties or to promote, market, or recommend any tax plan or arrangement. Please note that Mocan Wealth Management and its affiliates do not give legal or tax advice. You are encouraged to consult your tax advisor or attorney.